Oh, motherfucker, you can't have my cornbread. That's for damn sure. Because if you try to take my cornbread, part two of my killing spree gonna begin up in here on your ass right now. If you think about my cornbread, begin to taste out your mouth. That's for damn sure. Now, fuck him. Fuck this. Because I'm from New York City, goddammit. Nobody take no cornbread from me. That go for you and any other you motherfucking farmers wanna try some shit. You fuck around with me, it's gonna be consequences and repercussions. Barbershop Sports Talk Podcast. I'm your boy Trey Frazier. I got my brother Maestro Styles here with me. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Shout out to all of the Facebook Live viewers right now. Make sure y'all continue to follow us on the Facebook page. Click that like button. And also, you can follow us on the YouTube channel. Make sure you subscribe to the channel and follow us on social media on Twitter at Barbershop SPOR2 and also on Instagram at Barbershop Sports Talk podcast my brother my brother what's popping what's happening man hey i'm woke now we screaming free britney griner till she come home bruh hashtag free britney griner um we you know i, I feel a little bit guilty um man i feel bad it's it's something that we definitely as black content creators um we should have been more responsible in hashtagging that like even if it's not, you know, every hour on the hour, like every day, you, you know what I mean? Like that, that I felt irresponsible on my part for that. Cause we've, we've done a lot of hashtags for, you know, several different things in the past um, on a daily basis. And this one certainly deserved hashtag Brittany Griner every day, you know? So, but I'm happy that, they determined that her being jailed in Russia was a wrongful thing um, to do. So at this point, for me, uh, bring her home. Bring her home, man. I'm, I'm, I'm ready to Hurry see up. Brittany Griner back here. <laughs> Hurry it's, up. It's, it, it makes no sense whatsoever that, uh, you know, she's been over there far too long. And I'm, I'm, I'm happy that this thing is, you know, finally coming to an end. Coming to a close. Well, and ain't to the end till she home. Well, like I said, that it's coming to one, and hopefully yeah. it gets there. Hopefully it gets there. Uh, what's good, man? How you feeling? Cooler, man. Cooler, man. Ready to ready to talk some sports. Yeah, um, I, I ain't gonna hold you, bro. But that that draft last week, bro, I I I didn't give two dams about the draft when when it was coming on, man. I. There was there were three game sixes on that night, bro. I was more focusing on that than uh, than the NFL draft. How about you? Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I I ain't gonna sit here and act like I was like locked in. I definitely was not locked in. Um, but I wasn't like. If I'm being even more honest, I what I watch most of my sports on mute because I'm doing. You know what I'm saying? Like like right. you multitasking. You know what I'm saying? You're doing some yeah, stuff. I, yeah, yeah. I'm normally I'm normally doing other shit. Um, and and the extent of my analysis a lot of time be listening to <laughs> Twitter fingers. So, um, you know what I'm saying. But but a lot of sports to talk about, man, for sure. Yeah, definitely a lot. Um, I'll I'll start with the draft because I did care a little bit about it, maybe about ten minutes of the draft. So for me. I was I was concerned about two things for me. Number one, what the Ravens were going to do at number fourteen, and number two, where was Malik Willis going to be drafted? And there would be yeah. a lot of speculation about Pittsburgh being the place. Um, I know people talked about those first, I guess, 
four or five picks. I guess Carolina had an early round pick. Atlanta had an early round pick. Seattle had an early round pick. Those are teams that you can make the case that they need quarterback, you know? So I was certainly intrigued by that part. Um, so let me, let me start here with, um, let me, let me start with my team, the Ravens here. And, you know, sometimes the, the fan base be bugging, you know, that's why, you know, sometimes I gotta, I gotta turn off the noise because, you know, the energy just ain't good for me. Yeah, but, you got too many. Um, you 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 follow a lot of Ravens fans. I do, and most of the time, bro, it's 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 complaining about the front office, the way they do things, as if for the last 15, 20 years they haven't been doing this the same exact way. So mm-hmm. you know what what do you expect to change? You know what I'm saying? I I, I get Eric DaCosta is been in this position for three years, but he worked under Ozzy for all these years. So right. I, I don't expect a lot of things to change. Now he did take a lot of swings with the wide receiver position. So I respect that particular different approach with Eric DaCosta, but this year um, they decided that um, it was time to trade Hollywood Brown. Um, now the backstory to that is, and this was earlier in the off season, he had a talk with the front office and said, hey, look, this offense just isn't for me. Um, I'd like to go play someplace else. And they kept it quiet, kept it on a hush-hush, and they worked something out to the point where Hollywood Brown was already hanging out in Arizona with the Cardinals and the Cardinals brass, you know, mm-hmm. during their, you know, Live, whatever they was, you know, had on going on over there. So, hey, do you think that, um, do you think that that conversation that he had with the team, uh, about you know, this teammate for me, do you think that happened around the same time he was threatening to retire as and become a gamer and to become a gamer? So, I did think about that particular situation and I thought it may have something to do with it. I thought that maybe he was just on his way out. And, and, and really, he could just retire, right? Like, he could just, instead of asking for the trade, he could just be like, look, I don't want to play football no more. And then mm-hmm. he could just retire right there on the spot. But right. um, I, I came to that conclusion that that wasn't the case. Otherwise, he would just quit football. Um, or I, maybe, I, or maybe, um, not to cut you off, or maybe mm-hmm. he was just doing, saying something, like saying something flagrant for like a pity party. Right. Now, if you remember the tweet he put out a year or a year and a half ago where he was like, look, how are you going to have some soldiers if you ain't going to use them? You remember that tweet, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, and so, and then, you know, Harbaugh kind of had to, you know, put it on the hush-hush a little bit. Um, so, yeah, th- this goes back, I think it goes back even further than this past season. Um, and, and this was his best season, you know, thousand yards receiving this was his best season um by far but he decided that the offense just wasn't for him and him in the front office had a talk and they said okay we're gonna ship you over to the other conference and they got a first round pick for him i mean yeah Yeah. that's what you're i mean that's what you pay your front office to do get yeah proper compensation for your guy because let's face it this is the last year of his contract, and I couldn't see a scenario where they were going to re-sign him to big money and think about the right. market we're in in terms of yeah. wide receivers. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. They're not paying Hollywood Brown $25 million a year. So um, Yeah, but I mean, I, I agree that you're not paying him that because that's top receiver money, but yeah. um, but 15? Sure, but... Um, I don't think we were going to be, I, I think we would have offered him 15, but I think somebody else was going to probably offer him 20. So I think they knew we're, we're not going to be able to outbid these other teams for Hollywood Brown. So they said, instead of waiting till we don't get nothing for him, let's get something for him now. And I, and I think it made perfect sense. Now, getting to the, uh, you want to say something about Hollywood? No, I'm just going. I, um, I mean, yeah, I mean, I agree that that he didn't want to be there, and and I think 
getting a first round for him is is I mean, look, man, I'm, I ain't know where to slice it for his production in what three four years. Mm-hmm. I, years, I yep. think first, I think I think y'all y'all hit a lick in the first round. I think he was more of a second round pick type of guy, you know, as far as compensation. So right. to get a first round for yeah, y'all hit a lick. Yeah, yeah, facts, facts. Um, so I, I was gonna talk about who we picked, but I do want to talk about the Cardinal side of the trade because yeah, there's a lot of implications that are happening and. You know, if you got the news, maybe yesterday, DeAndre Hopkins is suspended mm-hmm. for six games for use of PEDs. So yeah. it sounds like the Cardinals knew this was coming down the pike. And combining right. that with the absence of Christian Kirk, um, who knows what they're going to do with A.J. Green. I, I, I don't know what his status is. I don't know if he's still on the team. I don't know what his as of right now, he's still on the team. Yeah, as of right now, he's, but he's on the team. Okay, so basically, AJ Green, who's not the old AJ Green, would have been, you know, your best receiver on the team. So I think them getting Hollywood Brown, um, combined with knowing what was coming down with DeAndre Hopkins, um, it it made perfect sense for them to make this move. Now, how's he going to flourish in this offense? Um, I, I think he'll do okay, man. I, I I really think he'll do okay with this. You know, Kyler Murray's got something to prove. Um, I, I think this might be the year where teammates. Um, let's not forget that. Sure, sure. It's teammates also, and and DeAndre Hopkins is coming back week seven. So yeah, yeah, it's, yeah, it, yeah. It's not like he's gone for the season or anything like that. So, um, so he'll get his numbers. Hollywood, I think has a chance to be a, a good, solid number two number in two. Arizona. Mm-hmm. I, yep. I really think that. So you, That's a good one-two be- punch. Yeah, I agree. It's a good one-two punch. Mm-hmm. Um, and he'll have a good opportunity games one through six to kind of let people know, like, okay, I'm something you got to look out for. Mm-hmm. So you're not going to be able to just double DeAndre Hopkins because over here you see what I did as a yep. number one, even temporarily. They still got uh, Ertz. At tight end, like they they right. got they got Forgot a good offense. AJ Green is the is the you know third. That's mm-hmm. not. I mean, we don't need him to be AJ Green of old to succeed in at the third. You would think. Yep. At the third receiver, you would think. So you know they look like they're gonna be all right offensively, just like you know much like they were for most at least for most of the season last year. Right. And who's the running back again? They didn't decide Chase Edmonds, right? Because Chase Edmonds is in Miami. I don't know who the right. running back is, that matter of fact. I um, don't know. Connor? Is, isn't Connor? James Connor's still there, yeah. But I, but, it, but he was never really the, the uh, like, guy, though. They, he split curries with um, right. Edmonds. That's right. You know what I'm saying? That's so right. I don't know who that guy is. That's right. He just scored a lot of touchdowns in the red zone. That's right. Yeah. That's right. Yeah, he yeah. was definitely the second, like, more of a secondary back. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so um, so getting to the pick for the Ravens at number 14. So we went with Kyle Hamilton, uh, the safety. And I, I think immediately for me, um, not that I had a problem with the pick, but the question for me came about, okay, how is this going to work? Because we just signed Marcus Williams, another safety in free agency, and we still got Chuck Clark and we got – Sean Elliott's still on the roster, so I'm just curious as to how that. Now that sounds like it to me. A depth. It's yeah. It, it, it's definitely a depth situation. I think that's the obvious thing, but I think there's something a little bit deeper than that. I think they're gonna try to convert one of these safeties into a nickel corner. It appears because Tavon Young is not there no more. You know, we we let Tavon Young go as the as the slot corner so um it's really peters when he gets back it's humphrey when he comes back those are going to be our two main corners and then you, you you just got you know the four safeties there and it appears to me i could be wrong about this but it mm-hmm. appears to me that they're going to convert one of those safeties into a slot corner okay yeah i mean you would know better than i would i don't give a fuck and, and i'll be fine every that. game I, I, and I would be fine with that. Um, the, the fan base, obviously, I think their main concern is how do we replace Hollywood Brown? And for me, I think the answer is simple. 
Jarvis Landry is still out there. Go mm-hmm. go, go go get him. <laughs> that that mm-hmm. that's the that's the answer for me because at at fourteen, I mean there really wasn't a viable option at the receiver position. If you remember, I think six did six receivers go before number fourteen, or am I getting that number? I something like that. I know I know it was a run where like three wide receivers had went in a row. Like Bama's was trading up to get wide receivers. Right. Um, right. So I know that happened, but um, I don't know. Uh, look, I don't know as far as first round wide receiver talent. I don't. I don't know. I mean, um, yeah. I, I I don't want to jump the gun on the Steelers situation, but I know George Mickens was considered a first round talent, but mm-hmm. uh, had some you know some on off field right? issues. Yeah, yeah, he failed to the second round. Mm-hmm. Um, we we got him essentially, but um, right. yeah. Mm-hmm. But um, and and to twist the knife a little bit, I heard rumors that uh, that you guys were behind us in the second round, and that y'all were looking to draft George Mickens, but we jump, um, but we got him mm-hmm. before you. And I'm not now. Obviously, I don't watch a whole bunch of college football, so I wasn't super familiar with George Mickens. But right. um, all you seeing um, on Twitter, you seeing videos of him throwing corners around on you know. Throwing corners around, yeah. Corners, grabbing corners, by the yeah, yeah, right. Like he looked like he a dog. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I, you know, I'm, I'm, I, to twist the knife a little bit. I'm, we, we took a wide receiver that you guys really wanted. It seems. Oh, okay. Yeah, I wasn't aware about the Pickens thing in the second round. Like I said, I, I kind of, I was focused on games three, game sixes in the NBA. Well, that, and that was even that so night. that was second round, and that was second round anyway. So that was more so stuff I'm seeing on Twitter. So oh, okay. Well, yeah, and yeah, that was that, and that was really day two. Not for that matter. Yeah, too. That right. Was day two right. In the draft. That right. Wasn't, that wasn't Thursday night. So yeah, you, you right. made the point there. I kind of, I, I kind of tuned out after the first night. Uh, I just kind of let the draft you know, play itself out and then I'll just, you know, see who we got. And yeah, we ended up not taking no receivers in the draft. Um, again, I'm, I'm good with that. Um, it, but it's clear that Rashad Bateman is our number one receiver. So, you know, so, you know, Ravens fans, you have that there. That's, you know, that's fine by me. Um, Does that make you confident for a few reasons? One, um, yeah. and I know y'all seen, y'all seen, y'all say y'all seen flashes of Bateman, um, so you feel like he's capable. Um, yeah. But here we go again with this Lamar Jackson contract thing, and and I get, I mean, if y'all gonna say it's not a big deal, I let y'all say that. Cool. Um, if he the it's the weapons for me. There's no weapons. It's like you got you get. I get Dobbins to be back, and Mark Andrews is there. You got a, a, yep. Um, you got a decent uh, offensive line, but when it comes to stretching the field, I mean, you kind of in the same boat that you've been in. Well, I'm I'm not worried about that. A Bateman can do those things. Bateman can stretch the field, and if we need him to play the slot, he can play the slot. His catch radius is off the charts to me. Um, Some of the games that I've watched him um, this past season, I mean, his hands is – he's got one of the better hands uh, secretly in the the league, you know, in my my view. Um, In terms of who that guy's going to be after Bateman, uh, yeah. uh, You're basically talking about Devin Duvernay, who's our punt kick return specialist – um, who barely gets any burn on offense. I know he's been on offense a few times, but you're looking at him as the number two for right now. But I, uh, this is what the Ravens do. They go through the draft, and if there's a void at receiver, they, they're going to sign one of these vets. I mean, it, it's, I, mean I, could, I could bet the house that they're going to sign one of these veteran receivers that, that's still out there. And like I mentioned before, Jarvis Landry, is a guy that I would love to have on the Ravens. He's only 29 years old, if I'm not mistaken. So that's really good. Like you could you could get four or five years out of Jarvis Landry if, mm-hmm. if you really wanted to, you know. So um, you know, hopefully they, you know, find a way to or or come to their senses that yeah, you're you're gonna have to replace um you're gonna have to replace how that that I agree with. Um, I don't think he can go into the season saying Duvernay is your number two. I don't. I just don't think he could do that. Um, but you got him out there. I don't know about Odell Beckham. 
like that situation is out there and I know the Rams will have him back and he's got the what's that? What, what I forgot what he hurt in the Super Bowl, but he's got that going That's on. Was too. it the other ACL? Uh, yeah, it was. Yep. Yeah. The, the other ACL. So I, I I I don't know if the Ravens are gonna really you know take a chance on Odell Beckham, but you know one of one of these guys are gonna get cut um, when it comes to training camp preseason. Some of these guys will get cut, and this is when the Ravens head to Walmart for the clearance section. This is this is what they do with that position. So yeah, it, it yeah. should be no surprise. And and quite frankly, to all you know, to all the flop nation, it, it, y'all shouldn't be surprised at this. This is what they do. This is what they do. We we've won Super Bowls off of this. So you know, the the beat goes on. I'm 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 good with it. Super Bowls, this guy says with an S. <laughs> yeah, we won Super Bowls. Yes. Okay. No, it's interesting that you make it seem like they, they won the Super Bowls because they got wide receivers off the clearance rack. That's oh, no, I'm not saying that. I'm okay. just saying we've uh, won Super Bowls, so we're doing something, you know, we're doing something right, even if it means that well, the wide I, receiver I position is not the sole reason why. You know, well, uh, well, I, I think I think your strengths overlap your weakness, but I think as a football team, you would want to address your weakness. And the fact of the matter is, is that um, since what Steve Smith, uh, y'all haven't had a dominant number one receiver, and that yeah, should I be an issue. That. No, I, that should I, I be an issue. I, I agree with that. No, no question about it. Um, but we'll, we'll see. It's it, it's so it's so funny how Hollywood took some of this criticism, you know, early on when he was with us. And now that he's gone, everybody all of a sudden, oh, my God, like, y'all traded Hollywood Brown. Like, da 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 Like, what did y'all Well, I thought it was a great move. Well, I thought it was a great move. He clearly didn't want to be there. He clearly wasn't producing the way they thought he would produce being there. Mm-hmm. Like, I thought it was a great move. We got I, a I number one me, pick. Yeah. We got a number one pick. <laughs> yeah, I thought it was a great move. I mean, that I mean for that reason as well. But I, I mean, but just right. on principle, he mm-hmm. didn't really want to be there. They didn't really want him to be there. Right. Get rid of you and know. We weren't gonna lose him for nothing. We weren't gonna lose him right. for nothing either. Yeah, so. At least you, it would be dumb too. So there you go. So yeah. I mean, he's young. So he's young. So it would make it would make sense to not get some type of a conversation for him. Like I said, if you had got a second rounder for him, I'd have been like, okay, that's a good move. You know what right. I'm saying? So, you know, right. y'all, y'all definitely hit a lick with that. So it wasn't me. My conversation mm-hmm. has always been I don't believe that uh, Marquise Brown is going to be a number one receiver. So that's sure, no matter where he is. Yeah, yeah, right. So that's always been my conversation. So, I, so you know, we'll, you know, there you go. Yeah. Um, He's probably not going to be one in Arizona either. So I thought, so getting to Malik Willis, um, so I, I thought that, I was I was certain Pittsburgh was going to be the place. They wind and dined him, you know. There were there were stories out there. Tomlin met him, and you know it, it appeared that there was some kind of I don't want to say love fest with Malik Willis, but there were certainly some ties in the offseason they like to him. him. Right, right. I mean, but but to the point where you you know taking them out to dinner and stuff. So it, I think it, they take all them people's out to dinner, bro. I, I like like. I'm with you. And by the way, I'm with you. I'm not saying that to disagree with you. I get that the narrative was spun that mm-hmm. he was the favorite. Um, from the way they talked about it in the press conference after the draft, Kevin Colbert and, and Tomlin, um, they were courting him, but it seemed, it seemed like they always knew that Kenny Pickett had Kenny Pickett above him. That's what it's. If you listen to them talk, they always had Kenny Pickett above them. Mm-hmm. And everything that the media was spending the dinners and going to see his pro day was all just uh, media, media talk, the right. way they like. And everything you saw was them just them doing their regular due diligence that they would do for any uh, first round pick, you know, considering if they were trying to get a, uh, like, obviously they're looking for a quarterback this year. So yeah. that's the due diligence that they would do for every quarterback. They would they would imply that they did the same thing for the Cincinnati quarterback. 
The same thing for Kenny Pickett. The same thing for uh, Matt Coral. They will tell you that they did the same thing for all the top flight quarterbacks. Right, right. So, but Kenny Pickett was always the guy in their book. So, you personally, before this pick, who did you want if it had to come I, down to those two guys at quarterback? Um, at quarterback. Well, if. Can I just, if I'm being Damn, honest, I didn't want to. <laughs> nah, because I wanted to answer your question, but I, I'd be lying to you. I didn't want a quarterback in the first round. Okay. Um, the the conversations, the the conversations that I've read or watched, or all seem to speak that quarterback wasn't a strong in the draft, but they weren't strong in the draft this year. Yeah. So we got a stopgap guy on the bench already that, you know what I'm saying? We could, we can build around that dude. Cause we paid so cheap for him. We could build around him, mm-hmm. And even if he doesn't, you know, work out, which we don't think he's going to anyways, a stopgap, we yeah. could eventually draft a quarterback into a offense that's already set up. All he got to do is come in and ball. And so my thing was, I wanted to go, I wanted, defense i wanted i wanted the guy from georgia even though he was he was taken you know before they got to us yeah um but somebody on defense i would have loved to got a corner i I get that people say there wasn't a whole bunch of corners that were first round talent so i get that uh but um i didn't really care for getting a quarterback i think we could have went somewhere else um offense offensive line um while we've made moves I would have loved to just seen us get somebody first round caliber talent on right. the on the offensive line. I would have loved that. Um, okay. So, I, so they pick Kenny Pickett and cool. All right. I just know that offensive line better be right because that's my issue. My issue right now. Mm-hmm. I'm not willing to. And again, you got me in in objective football mode until about August. Right now, I don't want to hear nothing about Go what we can subjective. do and yeah. Uh, how we going to compete? All year long. How we're going to compete? Uh, yeah, right. Um, I'm never going to. I'm, I'm going to be totally unobjective by August. But until we get offensive line together, I don't. I don't care. Like now, I don't want to say I don't care, but I don't care. Like, like I believe this team is going to work. How the offensive line works. We get the running game going. Get the defensive players the rest and type of things they needed. So when they got to go on the field, they could do what they do because the defense is still a good defense. Um, right. You know what I'm saying? I'd have been, I'd have been fine. But this, for me, this all plays on the offensive line. Um, and if we don't got that together, hopes are hot, aren't high. Well, um, well, that's Natalie calling me here. Um, yeah, I, I I hear you, man. I mean, and you mentioned in regards to the weaknesses and stuff. Um, yeah, it, it appears that neither one of our teams addressed the particular uh, respective weakness. Um, but I was surprised that they went with Pickett when when you know when the Steelers was up to pick a number or whatever that was. I, yeah, I wasn't surprised though. I, 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 I was surprised at that. that they got well, a history not, of picking up pit players. Oh, do they? Okay. James that, Connors that, from that Pitt. That I didn't pick yeah. up on. James Connors from Pitt. If I'm not mistaken, now I know uh, Cam didn't go to Pitt, but mm-hmm. I believe he's from the area. Like, they right, got a history right. of, like, they was talking about picking up Pat McAfee a couple years ago before mm-hmm. he got booming in media. Like, they was talking about picking mm-hmm. him up again. Like, like they like Pittsburgh people. That means y'all somehow missed out on Aaron Donald. Well, I mean, I mean, he, he was like he the a, number he one. he a Pitt guy? Yeah, but but he was like number one in the draft that year, wasn't he? Uh, I don't know if he was number one, but he was definitely high. He was, yeah, yeah. I must say, you know, Mike Tomlin. Um, there's a quote that Mike Tomlin said to Chase Young a couple of years ago, and he said, he said to Chase Young, "Man, we don't ever want to draft guys like you, you because that means we had a losing season." So you know what I'm saying? I, like we we wouldn't have never got Aaron Donald unless we had a losing season, sure. and you know, you move up. last time that. Oh yeah, but we don't, I mean, how often but do y'all don't, do that? historically y'all don't do that? Historically, yeah, I'm about to say. That, so. And the last time we did it, it seemed it seemed to blew up in our face with Devin Bush because now we're not even picking up his option. Yeah, I saw that. Uh, yeah, not surprised so. by that though. Not, not surprised. surprised at all. I'm just saying that that's the last time we traded up to get somebody, and that's what happened. 
Mm-hmm. Right, right. So um, let's talk about the Titans. Um, yep. Because that, that team's got some stuff going on, too. So obviously Malik Willis um, ended up getting picked by the Titans in the second round. He had to wait yep. a full day for that. Um, and you know what, man? I, I, I said it after they lost the playoff game against Cincinnati. Um, they At some point, they need to address the quarterback because – Ryan Tannehill, while he's put up some good stats since he's been over there, he, you know, he's just not the guy to get that team over the hump, right? So, um, so basically, this is this is what Joe Flacco went through, you know, a few years ago. This is what Ryan Tannehill is about to go through. It's either look, you're gonna, you know, you gonna step your play up. Or this kid's gonna come in and we we not gonna look back. So mm-hmm. um so that's kind of how I see that situation playing out. Um that was a good pick for the Titans. Um I I fully agree that that was a move that they should have made because they certainly need to address that moving forward. You can't lose, you, you can't go to an AFC championship game one year and then you back that up with back-to-back home losses in the playoffs, one and dones. You know what I'm saying? Two division titles, home playoff games, and you can't win either one. Like you can't you can't back that up with that. So so yeah, um I don't I don't I don't know that it's a good or bad move yet. Um I, I think that it's cool that they should they they got a quarterback they need to put some fire under Tannehill ass, clearly. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. and, that, and that's why I agree with them getting a quarterback. And I mean, but if they would have got Matt Corral, I would have felt the same way. If they'd have got Desmond Ritter, I'd have felt the same way. If they'd have yeah. got Pickett, I'd have felt the same way. Like, they need somebody to like put a, a, a fire up on his ass. And as I mentioned, if I'm not mistaken, um, he signed a three year extension, and that's about to be up. So mm-hmm. they in a situation where they could cut ties with Tannehill. About as soon as next next year, next off season, um, yeah, yeah. So there's that. Um, I will say this though: they are not putting him in a position. Matt Coral, I mean, not Matt Ryan Tannehill or Malik Willis. They're not putting him in a position to succeed because they traded their fucking best receiver. Yep, yep. Um, that came out of left field, and I and I know that AJ Brown had requested that. He be paid like be paid, some yeah. of the top guys, and I and I uh-huh. agree with him that and I agree I think with him hundred percent. So and he got the money he's supposed to get four years, twenty five million dollars. Like, no, yeah. four years, hundred million dollars, so hundred million dollars. Yep, fifty seven guaranteed. Yep, yep. Philadelphia yeah. Eagles. Go get the money. Go get yeah. the money, and that leads me to who I thought had the best draft this year. The Philadelphia Eagles. This, you know, now you got Jalen Hurts some weapons now. A.J. Brown, Devontae Smith, um, Goddard is there. Um, the Miles Sanders is a pretty good running back. The offense is better than it was before A.J. Brown got there for mm-hmm. Philadelphia. Um, I'll go as far as to say they are my early prediction to win the NFC East. Uh, and they got some from Georgia, by the way. Right. Is that the defensive lineman? Yeah. Yep. Yep. Uh, Jordan Davis, I think is his name. Yeah, I keep forgetting his name. Yeah, Jordan Davis. So yeah, I, they went in the East, bro. Uh, like that. I'm I'm a, I'm a cold stone to that right for right now. Yeah. But I, I mean, I, that's not a bad. Yeah, I, actually, I might I might agree with you this year. Mm-hmm. I might agree with you this year. I mean, I yeah. Don't, yeah, Dallas. Yeah, Dallas, I, I might agree. With yeah. You this year. And a lot of a lot of cowboy fans on my timeline, they they not happy with uh, with the that draft, offensive bro. lineman. Yeah, yeah, they they not happy. <laughs> so so and it's and funny because in the process. Yeah, it's funny because uh, normally normally there's a lot of conversation at my job about drafts, you know, and who did what. And mm-hmm. we had the conversation the day before the first day, like the Thursday afternoon. 
But Friday morning, nobody had nothing to say. Like, no Commanders fans wanted to talk about that wide receiver they drafted, who's a good wide receiver, by the way. Yeah. Um, nobody wanted to talk about that offensive lineman that Dallas drafted, and we don't have no Eagles fans. So it was quite quiet in my in my shop uh, Friday morning. And what mm. this, at least the talk wasn't football. It was more talking right. about future coming out. So, um, I mean, if that's any indication, um, it looks like the Eagles did in, at least win in the NFC East. Yeah, yeah. But I heard a lot of people talking about the the Giants having a good draft too, though. Now, uh, I'm not yeah, Thibodeau, with how they did it. Yep, yeah, yep, yeah. I, I love Thibodeau going to New York, and uh, people, my, my to all my New York people, cut it out with the we got two Thibodeaux in New York. I, I, I get it. Just just cut it out. Um, the, the kid, I, I, that kid's enthusiasm, I think, is going to fit right well with that team. And that team needs some of that, too. So I, I don't mm-hmm. know if they're going to be any much better this year. Um, this will make a break it year for Daniel Jones. But I like the pick for, for the Giants. And and, yeah. and the Jets, for that matter, too. I, I thought the Jets had a pretty good – They had uh, a good draft. Showing, too, yeah. Yeah, yeah. They, they, they got a little bit of promise. They just got to stay out their own way. Um, you got anything else with the draft? Cause I sure as hell don't. Like I said, I I, I didn't care about that draft. Outside of outside of, I'm excited about George Pickens and that other. And we got another guy. Um, I forget. I'm forgetting his name. Another wide receiver who 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 looking like. I'm excited about our offense if our offensive line is together. That's all I'll say. And you said if the offensive line is together. If the offensive line is together, I'm excited about our offense. If there's a offseason move left to be made, like during training camp, preseason, you you think they'll address that in one of those areas or around that Well, time? here's the thing. Here's the thing. The only reason I'm speaking about the offensive line is because the last time I saw them, they weren't good. But we've addressed offensive line. I'm not saying they didn't. They haven't addressed it. They brought in James Daniels. Um, they they you know they brought in uh, the cat from the Vikings who they who's Mason Cole who's supposed to be you know we don't know what he's right. going to be really. Yeah. Um, you know, so they've addressed it. Um, somebody some guys come back healthy. That's another thing to note. Mm-hmm. Um, so we've addressed it. It's just I don't know until I see it. Right. Right. All right. All right, that's 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 a bet. That's a bet. Um, I'm ready to talk NBA playoffs, man. We can go. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, yeah. Let me let me let me start with uh, Minnesota here, and I know we're in the second round already, and you know all the teams that's out is out, but um, they basically they being Minnesota, they basically gave away three mm-hmm. playoff wins in that series yep. against Memphis. I mean, you yep. can make the you, you can make the real argument that they outplayed the Grizzlies for more than fifty percent of the series. It's just that John Morant is spectacular. I mean, that's that's really the difference that, in the series. Well, that, that but that Minnesota gave up leads. Um, and it's, sure, that's not, they that's, and that's, not they a, gave up leads. that's not a slight to John Morant, by the way. That's not a slight because John Morant had to do what he did for it. Yeah, but. They gave up leads, man, and 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 it, it it for me it speaks to Anthony Edwards ain't quite a closer yet. Uh, Carl Anthony right. Towns ain't quite a closer yet. Those two guys who you got to put the it coach on still got some energy. Yeah, young, yeah, right. It's, yeah. it's those types of things that that I think leave um, leave Minnesota eliminated and 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 um, Minnesota not. Yeah, yeah, and Memphis not. Yeah, but. I'm sorry, um, Memphis. I'm sorry. But yeah, I, I I just thought, but I agree with you with the leads because, um, what was that game three? Yeah, game three where they blew the first twenty point lead and then they went up again by twenty six in the second half. That was a heartbreaker. They back it up with a good performance in game four, and then game five and game six, you know, the, the same stuff. With, with the with the blown double digit leads in the fourth quarter, um, and you know you, you talk about Anthony Edwards, um, the one glaring mistake in Game Five was trying to steal the ball from John Morant um, when John Morant went to the cup for the layup to you know to get the go ahead score, 
to, to mm. win that game. Um, you know, he'll he'll learn from that because you, you don't gamble there, especially if you're giving a guy a open lane to the cup like that. So yeah. Um, so yeah, so Memphis, they win in six, they go on and uh they play the Warriors. They already had game one. And um, you know, the Warriors got game one on Sunday with uh Clay's go-ahead three-pointer to win yep. that. Um What's your thoughts about this series? Uh, give me the Warriors in six. Um, the, the thing, I think for the same re, I think that Memphis is going to fight. Obviously, um, John Morant is a motherfucking dog. I don't think, I don't think, I don't think we say it enough, and we say it all the time. Uh, John Morant is a dog. Um, I don't think, I don't think he's going to be enough. When it all comes down to it, he gonna do all that spectacular shit, and then mm-hmm. Steph's just gonna hit bust a three. Clay just gonna bust a three. You know what I'm saying? Like, like they just poised for this moment a little more than Memphis is, and I think I think they gonna give them all the fight they got, and they just gonna start busting threes, and 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 you know Memphis ain't gonna have an answer for it. Yeah. I got Warriors in this one too, except I got it going seven games. Um, I just think, and just kind of going back to the Minnesota series, um, they started slow in most of those games in that series. And you're not going to be able to start slow against the Warriors and think you're going to come back from 20 down, come back from yep. 10 down because yep. the Warriors because they know how to close giving up leads like that, right? They're not going to be giving leads up like that. So, but from what I saw from game one, um, Memphis came out with aggression, with energy. Uh, John Morant, I thought that was his best start in these playoffs up to this point, so that was a good sign. Um, and they certainly had a chance to win game one. Um, and they, and obviously tonight they got to win game two. If they don't win at home, then I think this series goes different. I don't think it goes a distance, but yeah. I, I expect that they'll win game two tonight. Um, I think that I think go. I think not to cut you off. I think Golden State know that they expect to win this game, and if and they're going to come in with the extra energy, and they they might get demoralized. Right, right. So they might get demoralized. Um, what about Dallas and uh, Phoenix in this series? I got Phoenix in this one, and I'll be honest with you, I, I had it in five. I-, I had Phoenix in five, and watching game one the other night, it-, it-, it certainly looks like if, you know, those other folks for Dallas don't show up and Luca's got to do all the, you know, the scoring and stuff, um, they're they going to be out of here in a sweep if the other guys don't show up. But I'm, I'm going to give Dallas a game in this series. And Jalen Brunson doesn't look like Jalen Brunson from the first round. Yeah, but it's only been one game. I, I'm not I'm, I'm not going to uh, – I'm not going to kill him for having a bad game, even though it's the playoffs. But especially because I don't think he's that dude. You know what I'm saying? I don't think he's that dude. I think he's having a good playoffs, but I don't think he's that dude right. yet. Like, he's kind of coming out of nowhere playoff-wise. Um, right. With that said, Contract. I yeah. – yeah, uh, with that being said, he definitely. I, I still definitely got the uh, Suns in five. Uh, Luca is going to get him one. That's just the way I feel. Luca is going to get him one, yeah. whether they uh, whether they give him the effort he need or not. He's going to get them out of that stadium with a win, whether it be in Dallas or Phoenix. I don't know. Probably mm-hmm. Dallas, but um, he's definitely going to get him out. Get him. Get him a win. Get him a win. So I got Phoenix in five. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so Booker came back and, yep. uh, you know, I thought he looked rusty, but he, he, he looked, I thought he looked okay. I, th- I thought he looked okay in game one. But um, more than that, Trey, more mm-hmm. than that, uh, nobody on Dallas defensively can deal with Aiton in the paint. Yeah. Facts. Facts. He just, I mean, he just picking and rolling and doing what he wants. Yeah, and, and I think that's a big difference between this series and what they had to deal with in Utah. I mean, Rudy yeah. Gobert is, you know, he's one of the best defensive players, but 
he can't do much offensively. That's why it was so easy for Dallas to have to defend the perimeter and leave, you know, leave the paint open. They're not going to be yeah. able to do that with DeAndre Ayton. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, but it, but it's definitely, but like I said, Luca definitely get him one. Mm-hmm. I, I do want to give a shout out to CP3 for that game six performance against the Pelicans where he went 14 for 14 field goal. Yeah. 100%, you know, field goal percentage. And basically, I mean, willed the, you know, willed the team to a victory because yeah. Pelicans were, they were in that game. I mean, it, it wasn't like the Pelicans went away. They were in that game and Chris Paul um, carried in the victory there. So, you know, shout out to him and, and shout yeah. out to Willie Green too. Shout out to coach Willie Green too. Um, they, they look like they got something going going into next year if they can get Zion healthy and back on the floor combined with CJ and combined with BI and, and the rest of that cast. They, they got something going. Yeah, I agree. Um, Sixers in heat. Um, so we got the news about Embiid not playing the first two games over the weekend. And I go front thought this series was going to be a lengthy series. Um, obviously, you know, Embiid was going to play. I mean, and, yeah. and once that happened, it was just, okay, this this ain't going to work. Um, and everybody's calling for, again, the old James Harden. And we're, we're really, we're not going to get that. I, I think yep. the last series told you, I, I think the last few games in the regular season told everybody we're, we're not going to get that James Harden. And we're yeah. not going to see him again. So, yeah. Um, give, give, give me the Miami Heat. Give me the Miami Heat in five. Because I think Embiid is going to come back for game three. And I think Embiid gets some one in Philly. Okay. Um, I will. I will agree. I will agree. I, I, I was going to say sweep. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I'll agree. I, I, I think it'll be to get you game three and, and then that'll be it. Yeah. So heat and fire. Yeah. Yeah. I, I just think, and I, and I, I thought in game one last night, I thought the Sixers gave a good effort and they actually fought back before the half. They took a one point lead at the halftime break. Uh, they were down 14 around the first, second quarter. And then that third quarter just hit and life just came at them so quick that before you know it, they was down by 19 points. So the guy that you paid to be the guy mm-hmm. had a 16 and nine game. Yeah. And 13 of that was in the first half. Yeah. That's less for context. <laughs> yeah. Right. A chunk of that was in the first half. Right. So right. yeah, it's crazy. It's crazy, Trey. And I'm gonna keep bringing this narrative up because it's a conversation we have. Mm-hmm. Even with the Brooklyn Nets being swept right now, I yeah. still feel like Brooklyn won that trade, bro. Well, I mean, it's gonna look like it now, um, especially if the if the Sixers don't get out the series. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and and I said it. I, I said. For now, the Sixers will win the trade as long as they stay in the playoffs and route to a championship. If they don't get the championship this year, then that's going to fall right back in the lap of Brooklyn. But we we also need to see Ben Simmons play also, and that yeah, I agree with that. Right now, I agree with that. Right now, so I'm sure he'll be but, fine. But yeah, I, but that's true. Yeah, but that's yeah. true. Um, so Milwaukee and Boston. Um, this I, I think this is maybe next to Grizzlies Warriors probably the best series left. Mm-hmm. Um, real impressed by Milwaukee's win on Sunday. Um, I thought the Celtics um, didn't show up. I thought Jason Tatum with the twenty one points just wasn't going to cut it. Um, and now you got Marcus Smart out tonight for Game Two. So we're going to see how that transpires. I'm, I'm about to check the score in a minute to see where that, you know, stands at. But, um, you know, given no Chris Middleton and Grayson Allen has sort of kind of stepped his game up a little bit, Drew Holiday stepping up 
Bobby Portis um, and those guys, Connaughton off the bench. And the Greek freak, while he didn't shoot very well in game one, messed around and got himself a triple-double, man. He dunking on it. Like, he's pushing people. Like, I'm sorry, the 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 statement was made when he had Tatum in the box mm-hmm. and he just pushed him down, spent on him, and, and did what he wanted to do with him. That, I think for me, that's the state, that is the statement of the series and, and and it's gonna that's gonna be that's gonna be the continuing narrative like these dog these cats is got these champions they bought the big brother the Celtics you and and you know that's just what it's gonna be. They right. gonna big brother this situation. It's it's really nothing you could do. Um Jason Tatum is gonna be Jason Tatum. I, I think he'll still average twenty five and up in the series. Mm-hmm. Um but I think Jalen Brown's gonna disappear. I think I and and, and his why I'm on Jalen Brown? Because yep. I, I notice a lot of times when we talk about the Celtics, we talk about Jason Tatum and we talk about Jalen Brown. And this is no disrespect to Jalen Brown, but he's a number two. Like he's a number yeah. two guy. You know what I'm Absolutely. saying? But I think, mm-hmm. but I think a lot of people think like when they like he's like like he's up there with Jason Tatum. I think I think he kind of gets inserted in the conversation when he don't really need to be in that conversation when you're talking mm-hmm. about the big dogs of the East. Um, right. Jason Tatum belongs in that conversation, but people, I, I think some people try to sneak Jalen Brown in that conversation and yeah. he don't belong in that conversation. He's a number two guy. Like, uh, I, and I, and if you're talking about number twos, I mean, you, you take Chris Middleton over him, you, you, you know, you take, you know, it's certain guys, certain number twos among the East that you take over Jalen Brown. And in fact, he's right. probably at the bottom tier of number twos in the East. So, right. Right. you know. I think I think um, that that narrative is going to be uh, on display in this series because I think Jalen Brown is going to disappear in this series. Well, a um, couple things. Uh, let me get to the Facebook live chat here. Shout out to the chat here. Uh, Mo Cheese was good. Uh, Reggie Lawrence, aka Dollars and Cents. What's um, Boston Boston is up eighty three sixty six. End of the third quarter. With, okay. Uh, Jalen Brown. Say eighty-three seventy-six. Eighty-three sixty-six. Okay. Oh, okay. Eighty-three sixty-six. Jalen Brown with twenty-five points oh. up to date. Um, Jason Tatum with nineteen on the uh, Milwaukee side. The Greek Freak twenty-three points, only six rebounds, five assists. Um, Brooke Lopez. He said only. Brooke Lopez, <laughs> a big fat zero right now like you you want mm-hmm. the floor 22 minutes and you're not you're not scoring like you, you at this point you're being useless i don't i don't know what's going on with him in this game i'm gonna say check his rebounds though i mean if he if he's doing his thing rebound uh, five rebounds five rebounds right now um but it, it sounds to me like boston's kind of hitting everything right, right wait, now wait, wait. You know, yeah, yeah that's what it, that's. What I would it love to know what their shooting percentage i about to say it seems like they're hitting shots on the outside yeah, that'd 50%. be my guess obviously yeah, if I say right I, now. I ain't watching the game, but it would seem like they they was hitting shots. Right, right. I mean, Milwaukee's at forty nine percent field goal percentage too. Oh, so, so they having a so they having a, a little derby. Yeah, that's that's what it's looking like. But Boston is shooting a lot more threes. They're fifteen for thirty one. Um, mm-hmm. Milwaukee hasn't really been, and that's the issue. That that's really the issue right here because they only shot twelve three pointers in the game through three quarters and Brooke Lopez has not taken a three point shot yet. Yeah. And that's part yeah. of his game. So right. But I say, you know, for two or three by now. Right. So, you know, there, there's that, um, Facebook live chat, uh, big have three Oh three. I see you, man. What up? The love. Um, so all in all to say, I, I still got the bucks in the series. Um, I'm, I'm gonna I'm go seven games. Uh, for Milwaukee here, I'll go seven. Just I'll go Bucks and seven, just because I don't feel like have we got a seven game series yet. Uh, you mean oh, have we had a series go seven? Yet? Yeah, go no. seven. Have we had one yet? Yeah, I, don't, I didn't feel like we no. did. So I'll say it. I'll say seven for that sake. Okay. Yep. That, that's a bet. That's that's a bet. Um, quickly, man. Um, and uh. Reggie Lawrence said that uh, Marcus Smart's out for the Celtics. I, I think I mentioned yeah. that. Early. Happy birthday, Dwayne Haskins. Is it really? 
Yeah. Okay. Jay's birthday, yeah. Man, man, happy birthday to the late great Dwayne Haskins. Yeah, yeah, rest in peace, no doubt. Hey, um, just just quickly, man. Um, I, I always want to give um, you know, black people in sports a shout out whenever I can when they're doing something great, you know, when they're doing something good, man. And um, I know this isn't my team, it's you know, it's your team, the Wizards. But I, I want to give a special shout out to Chris Miller, who um, does a lot of the Wizards pregame, postgame shows on the network in the area. He also did some pregame, postgame stuff for some Ravens games as well. I met Chris Miller years ago when me and Alex shopped on Homie Alex. Uh, we went to a Wizards game. Sharif, shout out to Sharif, he hooked us up with some, uh, not floor seats, but, you know, in a little VIP area closer to the basket. Uh-huh. And um, we, we went one evening. I think it was a, it was a weekday. It was a weekday game. And we're, we're sitting there and um, it's crazy. Me and Alex, we watched Common walk past us. Um, we watched a couple other celebrities, you know, go by. And then I saw Chris Miller um, posted maybe a few rows behind us. And I was like, oh, I know that cat. He's on TV doing Ravens pregame, posting Wizards and all that stuff. So, you know, it was the end of the game. And uh, we're leaving the arena. We're walking up the steps. And um, just as I walked past him and I said, hey, um, you know, hey, you know, it's good to finally meet you, Chris. I, you know, I addressed him by his name and uh, shook his hand. And he said, hey, you know, thanks a lot. You know, happy holidays to you and your family, be safe. It was around the holidays. It was around Christmas yeah. and uh-huh. stuff. So, um, so I thought that was a, that was a pretty good moment, even though I didn't have all this time to really like start a conversation with him. Or right, whatnot. right, right. But, but it was cool to shake his hand, you know, address him by name. And it was cool to get that greeting back from him. Um, but he is now the new play by play person for, all the Wizards games on uh, NBC Sports Washington. So he just, it was, it was announced last week that he got that gig. So I just want to send a, a shout out to him, you know, and, you know, it's, it's great, you know, to see black people, you know, get jobs like that. You know, that's a lead play by play role right there. Even if it's just for, you know, one franchise, that's still big. Yeah. Congrats to Chris Miller. For sure. No doubt. No doubt. Um, if you got nothing else, man, um, kids is howling in the background. Gotta see what's going on with them. <laughs> I'm good, bro. <laughs> no doubt, no doubt. Uh, shout out to everybody in the chat in the Facebook Live joint. Uh, shout out to all of our YouTube viewers, also to all of our people that follow us on social media. Um, just continue to follow us there. Twitter at Barbershop SPOR2. You can follow us on the gram at Barbershop Sports Talk Podcast. Also on the Facebook page, click the like button. You'll get these notifications of these Facebook Live uh, notices. Also on YouTube, make sure you subscribe to the channel. And also, if you got any questions, comments about the show, you can hit us up on the email, Barbershop Sports Talk 1 at gmail.com. Um, I see your boy here, uh, Dollars and Cents. Uh, he says, too bad Tomlin couldn't give a black quarterback a job, LOL. <laughs> you, you know that You know that man is... <laughs> hey, rest in peace, Dwayne Haskins. <laughs> oh, man. But when, when you say that, though, Maestro, Tomlin gave a black man quarterback position he didn't necessarily start but he was on the roster so rest in peace to Dwayne Haskins again and he's got the smiley face he's this dude is hilarious <laughs> with the with that Tomlin hate and look I, I'm a Ravens fan so I hate anything Steelers but black man coaching the league can't you know can't hate on that all right y'all that's it for the show maestro my brother I'll holler at you next week Folks out there, y'all be safe in them streets. We'll be back with another episode. Peace, one love.